Welcome this morning as we worship as a family at First Baptist Church. I just want you to know my family is doing well. Uh, we certainly miss you and can't wait to the, the time again where we can get back together at First Baptist Church, but honored to be bringing God's word to you this morning during this time. Let me pray for us as we get started. God, thank you for the way that you have sustained us through what is going on in the world. We thank you that you are in control. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that the church is responding by following online and giving and sharing their faith and getting out to their neighbors who they typically don't see out in the neighborhood and they are praying and reading and serving. And God, we pray that this would bring revival. We pray that it would begin in our own lives and that it would overflow into the world and you could yet again use something that uh, was seemed like a tragedy for us to, to see the world come to know Jesus and to turn to you. And we look forward to that and look forward to seeing what you are going to do in that. And we thank you and look forward to the fact that you're going to use us during that. And we thank you for this time and pray that you would teach us through your Holy Spirit from your word what you would have us to know. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So last week, Bob started a series on Easter Sunday called This is Love, and we talked about, obviously, the resurrection, the fact that Good Friday seemed like a terrible time. It seemed like sin and death had won. And if you can imagine being the followers of Jesus at that time and being just overwhelmed and sad at what was going on, and then the silence that followed on Sunday, but we also celebrated what happened on Easter morning that God overcame death, that God proved his love for his son, that God showed his power, that he validated the words that Jesus had been saying for the three years of his ministry, that God would overcome and that the prophecy would be true, that Jesus would suffer, that he would ultimately die, but that he would be separated from all the others who claimed to be God by being raised from the dead. And so what a glorious celebration it was as we look back on Easter and we saw what love was and today we're going to focus more on the resurrection and how that demonstrated God's love for us and the way that God overcame death because really death is the overarching fear that we all have right we've been raised from a child to fear death that you, you need to wear your helmet that you need to eat healthy that you need to put on your seatbelt because ultimately death is always close by and I was reminded of this just a few weeks ago as all my girls came home and Hannah, my oldest, and I decided to go for a bike ride out on the Greenway. And it was an incredible time that we had together just to talk and to ride. But about 12 or 13 miles in, we were riding side by side. And because the Greenway was crowded, somehow, we don't even really know what happened as we look back, we got tangled up. And as I pulled my bicycle away from hers, I looked back to make sure she was okay. And literally, she was parallel to the rocky dirt by the time I looked back and saw her. That she had hit the side of the wooden greenway. It had launched her into the air. And so as quickly as I could, I dropped my bike and I got back to her. And I scooped her up. And, and so even by the time I got back to her, there was an off-duty fireman who uh, let me know who he was. And then another guy said, I'm an off-duty uh, doctor. And another woman said, should I call 911? It was crazy. And so I'm holding her. And I told her earlier, she needed to wear a helmet. And you don't really tell a 21-year-old whether she needs to hel wear a helmet or not. And so she says, Dad, I'm not wearing a helmet on the Greenway. And so as soon as she kind of got back to herself and realized what had happened, she said, I didn't hit my head. <laughs> but she was bloody mess. And so as you could tell from this picture we got in the car and 
we're laughing and, and we had recovered at that time from the trauma of knowing how bad it could have been. And so I got home and I started telling my wife what happened. And then it occurred to me, this could have been bad. I mean, this literally could have ended in death. And shockingly, you know, tears came to my eyes as I, I came to the realization that this could have been bad. This could have ended in death because death for all of us is the ultimate fear that we have. As a matter of fact, just the industry of delaying looking like we're getting older is a burgeoning industry. The American Society of Plastic Surgeons said in 2018, Americans spent $16.5 billion on elective surgery. That was up 4% from the year before. And so regardless of your level of concern, man, death is the ultimate end for all of us. And that's why the Egyptians built those incredible pyramids and even the Taj Mahal, which today is estimated that it would cost $1 billion to memorialize the death of this woman. And so it's a fear that we all have. <clears throat> and we've all had Good Fridays, and I don't want to pass by that very quickly. All of us, if we are very honest, get to the point where we're in fear. And we're in fear of maybe losing our job or we're in fear of the not having retirement or we're in fear of, of losing our home or, or the things that we count on in life. But ultimately, we can't count on any of those things as long as death reigns. It's the trump card that we have in life. And so I want to look into Scripture about how Jesus, his death on the cross and God raising him from the dead was incredible news that shows God's love for us. The first is this, that resurrection was an act of love. Acts 5, 30, 31 says this, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you kill by hanging him on a cross and God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior. Listen to this, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. This is such a good word for us. It says that you put Jesus on the cross. It was talking about literally the people who put Jesus on the cross, but it's also talking to us, right? We've all turned our backs on God. We've all sinned. We've all said, I can handle this on my own. And yet Jesus still went to the cross. And listen to why. Not only so that God could vindicate the life of his son and give validity to the life of his son, but listen to this. That he might, Jesus might, bring Israel to repentance and the forgiveness of sins. That's why Jesus went to the cross, that Israel and ultimately we might have forgiveness of sins. It was a complete act of love that God allowed his son to die on the cross. What an incredible word for us, that God's love is demonstrated in the cross. Secondly is this, that in the resurrection, love defeats death. The one thing that we fear the most, God has defeated in the life of Jesus and ultimately in the life of us. We're going to spend most of our time in 1 Corinthians 15 this morning. Listen to this, beginning in verse 20. But God has indeed been raised from the dead. Listen to how many times you hear this word in this short scripture. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, and then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then in the end, the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God, the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he has put all the enemies under his feet. Listen to this great word. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. 
Why so much emphasis on the fact that Christ died? There are several theories that Christ did not die, that, that people who don't know Christ bring. And one of them is called the swoon theory, which means that, that Jesus was in bad shape on the cross and they took him down. And despite the fact that they had put the spear in his side and the blood and water had separated, indicating death, that he wasn't really dead. He was just in terrible shape. But when he got in the coolness of the tomb, he was resuscitated. He was kind of brought back to life despite his blood loss. He was somehow able to unwrap himself and then slip by the guards and get away. There's another theory called the hallucination theory, which means that Jesus uh, wasn't really dead, that everyone had hallucinated his death at the same time. We'll talk a little bit more about that later because the Bible says that Jesus appeared to 5,000 and he five, appeared to 500 at the same time, meaning that they would have all had to hallucinate at the same time the same thing. And then finally, there's a conspiracy theory which says the disciples somehow got past all the guards and got Jesus' body and got him out of there. And therefore, um, there wasn't a resurrection. But the Bible is clear that Jesus was dead. Let's not forget, these were professional killers, right? It's what they did for a living. That they were pretty smart when it came to knowing if someone was dead or not. And that there was medical evidence that, that God demonstrates that Jesus died on the cross. Listen to 1 Corinthians later on in 54 and 55. It says, when the, I'm going to read it up here because I like this translation a little better. The bodies we now have are weak and can die, but they will be changed into bodies that are eternal. Then the Sadducees will come, then the scriptures will come true. Death has lost its battle. Where is its victory and where is its sting? This is why we know that God made clear that Jesus died on the cross because he wants to show us that the ultimate thing in our lives that can happen for negative can be uh, overcome by God. This is why Caesar after Caesar uh, was dismayed by Christians because when tyrants come, that's the ultimate tool that they use to, to have power over people, right? Is I'll kill you. And yet Christian after Christian said, you can kill me because my God has demonstrated on the cross that he has power even over death. Imagine what kind of confidence we would have as followers of Jesus when we went out into a world who rejected Christ, if we knew that nothing, even death itself, could harm us. And we would say, bring it on. God is not some superhero that Jesus took it all on the cross and said, hey, you can't kill me. What Jesus did on the cross is said, you can kill me, but I won't stay there because of the power of God in my life. And we have that as followers of Jesus. What an incredible word for us. Listen to this. In 1 Corinthians, we talked about this earlier, 15 now, verses 3 through 8. For what I receive, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scripture, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at that time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James and then to the apostles. And last, he appeared to me as one abnormally born. I have a friend who's a judge and I said, how many valid witnesses does it take for a, a case to turn because of a witness and she said it only takes one and here we have five thousand people who said i've seen him and not only does he say i've seen him but first corinthians is thought to be written three decades after the resurrection only 30 years later and it says listen if you don't believe me you can go ask most of them they're still alive and even name some by name and so the bible's very clear that jesus died on the cross 
But God loved him to the point where he raised him from the dead so that we can have power over death, but not only us, uh, but not only Jesus, but us. Listen to this last point. The resurrection is good news for everyone in Christ. We can read the resurrection story and say, well, that was good news for Jesus. That turned out pretty good for him. The great news is it turned out good for all of us because God demonstrates in the life of Jesus what also he demonstrates in our life. Listen to this word. I hope this word sticks into your mind like it has mine. Again, we're coming from 1 Corinthians 15. And we're going back to verse 20 because I want to emphasize instead of the word death, the word first fruits. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the first fruit, and then he comes, and when he comes, those who belong to him. Let me give you a visual illustration of what this word means. At the Passover, they're obviously celebrating the fact that God passed over the Jews when he was allowing the firstborn to die for those who didn't follow Jesus. And that was a, a, indeed an act of celebration. But also the Passover took place in the spring when the harvest was coming in. And so it was not uncommon for the priest at that time to take some of the first of the harvest, the first fruit, let's say barley, and he would bring it and he would say in front of all the people, he would hold that barley and say, God, we are thankful for this and we give it back to you. We know that all good things come from God. We're going to use this in order to serve you. And he would have a blessing over that barley, but it didn't just apply to that barley, right? It applied to all the barley that would be reaped after that. That this was just a symbol of what was to come. And so when Jesus said, I, I am the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, here's what the Bible is saying. This is only the beginning of those who Christ will raise from the dead. That God will raise from the dead all of those who are in Christ just like he raised Christ from the dead. Man, what an incredible picture we have of what the future holds for Christians, that we know the end of the story, that we know that Christ rules, that we know that God has incredible things coming for us because the one thing that we fear and avoid most in life, God has said, I've already taken care of that in Jesus, and he was just the first to be followed by those who came after him. And not only that, Romans 8, 11 says this, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because the spirit of him who lives in you. And so not only do we have the resurrection of the dead to come, but God says the spirit is alive in our mortal bodies and these fleshly bodies so that the spirit is working in us now to give us power and victory over anything that could harm us. Man, what an incredible encouragement we have during these times to know that the, the resurrection of Jesus is a symbol of God's love for us. And it is just the first fruits of that symbol. It is just like barely pulling back the curtain so that we can see the incredible love that God has for every single one of us. Romans 8, 37 through 39, I hope gives you encouragement during this time. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor debt or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death has nothing over us. And if death has nothing over us, then nothing has power over us, right? 
Because it doesn't matter if I'm unemployed, if I'm dead. It doesn't matter if I lose my home, if I'm dead. It doesn't matter if I don't have any retirement, if I'm dead. And so if God has power over that, then folks, listen, he has power over everything. Our life is good. It is well with our soul. I don't know if you know that that song was written in the, in the midst of incredible tragedy. It's not like someone looked at their bank account and looked at their life and their family that was healthy and said, oh, it is well with my soul. It is someone who is going through tragedy and yet realized that God was in control. Here's the so what. Again, if we read God's word and we realize how incredible God is and we don't apply it to our life and it makes no difference when we're finally able to leave the house, but even now, then this time has been irrelevant for us. And so listen to how 1 Corinthians 15 closes. And I love that I'm not picking from somewhere else in the Bible, but this is literally coming at the end of the resurrection story that he's describing and the God's power over the resurrection. And he closes with this, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, and again, anytime you see that word, you need to see what it's there for because of the resurrection, because God's victory over sin and even death, because God loved us enough. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm and let nothing move you and always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Folks, people need to hear the incredible love of Jesus during this time. People need to see the people of God standing firm. I've been to uh, several uh, places to pick up food or things like that. And I said, have people been nice to you? I ask this a lot at Walmart and, and, and very few say yes. They say, a man just today came in and cussed at me or somebody just got short with me. Folks, we need to stand firm in our relationship with Jesus. We need to be set apart. People are now more open to the gospel than they've ever been. And so the people of God need to step up and be Christ-like. And it says, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Don't think that we have been quarantined from serving God. You still have a phone and you still have a computer and you can still love people and serve people. You can still uh, go online and post things that are encouraging and that draw people to Jesus. You can still invite people to listen to sermons and you can still take groceries to people. You can still be the hand and feet of God during a tough time. And I might say that there'd be no better time than this to be the hand and the feet and the voice of Jesus. And so my so what is a challenge to you to stand firm and continue the work of the Lord. Below, you'll see an online connect card. And again, we, we say all the time, and I, I hope that you don't get tired of hearing it, but I hope that you hear it a lot, that all of us have our next step. That maybe you need to join First Baptist Church and you could do that. Maybe you need to begin to give a portion of what you have so that we could do ministry all over the world, literally. Maybe you need to begin to have a daily quiet time or you need to accept Christ for the very first time. We would love to walk with you through that. And so if you'll click on that icon below, that'll get you in touch with us and allow us to encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Let me pray for you and we'll close. God, we thank you that you demonstrate your love for us in a lot of ways, but no better way than overcoming the grave through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God, this is love. That you loved your son enough to raise him from the dead. But not only that, but God, you raised him as a first fruit, that you raised him from the dead as a demonstration to the followers of God that you will raise us also. <clears throat> and that therefore we don't have to fear anything that the world has to throw at us. And even the ultimate fear that we all have of dying is really not a fear at all because it just brings us into the presence 
of God in heaven. So God, help us to live that way. Help us to trust you with all that we have. Help us continue to stand firm and be faithful and to give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Have an incredible week.